Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Stars fans, it's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey, guys, and welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Alongside Chris to my right, James to my left, my name is Ryan Chambers. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Go and use that promo code THPN the next time you go and use DraftKings Sportsbook. Thank you for them being our sponsor. And to everyone out there, whether you're listening live or you're listening afterwards, Happy New Year. We are currently about two hours and four minutes away from 2024. But before we discuss the new year, we got to discuss this hockey game. Eight to one over the Chicago Blackhawks. This is what we expected from the game on Friday. This is much better than what we saw on Friday. Yeah, and they played pretty much the same, I feel like. They didn't play too much different, but this time we just fully dominated the game start to finish. A little bit of a slow little lag there, maybe in the beginning of the second period, and then immediately bounced back, controlled the whole rest of the game. Utter domination from the Stars. I mean, what else can you say about this game? It was 100% start to finish, except for that little 10 minutes, perfect game. Yeah, I mean, there's not much... There's not much that you can say about an 8-1 victory. There's there's a lot of goals on one side, and there's none on the other. So, yeah. That's exactly how I felt about this game, in, in the fact that this was a Stanley Cup contender looking the way they should against a team that is trying to rebuild. This is what we should have expected from the game on Friday. And, you know, credit goes to Pete DeBoer for actually kind of whipping his boys into shape for this game. So um, 
couple of things to go into into this game. There's some differences that I saw between Friday and today. The first thing is the puck management from the Stars was a lot better in today's game than I thought in the game on Friday. Yeah, 100% agree. I think the only place, like I said before, where we got a little bit away from that was the beginning of the second period. Our our defensive zone exits were not very good. We started to turn the puck over a lot more. But right after we got that, I think it was the fourth goal that we got there in that second period. Let's see here. Yeah, I mean, the fourth goal by Sam Steele in the second period kind of drug us out of that little garbage hole that we were in and brought us back into the land of the living, stopped turning the puck over, started getting more and more pressure than deep in the offensive zone, and it was really good. James, what did you think? I I mean, there's there's I really don't have much to say about this game. It, it felt exactly how it should have gone. The first line still does what they what they do best, just passing. That's how we get that second goal. That's how Suter is yeah. wide open in the slot, crashing down just because the first line passes everyone out of the slot and having that defenseman crashing. And honestly, the, the shot from Suter was great. I'm, I will not deny that, but it was prime position. Also deflected shot. I'm not going to give Suter 100% credit. <laughs> oh, come on. You gotta <laughs> that was some a credit. nice shot. Was it was shot. deflected. It was deflected. Watch it again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ne- oh, okay, but you... Uh, okay, since we're talking about deflections... The last Marchment goal, the third goal, that oh was just a very intervention. I just that, laughed. I laughed so I, I hard at that goal. That was but hilarious. so were the guys on the ice. They were it laughing so on the funny. ice. Marchment was like, of course, that's how I get the third goal. <laughs> Second career so, for Marchment, too. I mean, that's awesome. And what a way to do it off of a most ridiculous bounce ever. Just bounces right off the defenseman's gate. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how the whole night felt. It felt like everything was going right for the Stars in a season where nothing can go right. Our first, our starting goalie's out. That finally goes right. And well, you, you said, go ahead, go ahead, James. It, it it was a really rough December in terms of the stars just absolutely dominating teams. That didn't happen at all this month. I mean, not not once did that happen this month. And then in the last on the last day of the month, they come out and eight one to go into the new year. That's just that's that, that's a finally you. you you finally got over the hump, it felt like. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So uh, one of the things I, I want to talk about Marchment, though, is the, the complete 180 that he's done s- since the beginning of 2023. I mean, last season, during the whole season, he we, we talked about him not living up to that $4.5 million contract, and we're not... We, I mean, we were we were we weren't like mad, but we were upset. But we also understood because we saw what Pavelski did in his first year. It was nothing like what he's doing now, and he's been a dominant player for us since that first year. Yeah. And uh, now Marchment seems to have turned completely the stone around. And it, I just thought it was kind of funny to look at the fact that we're turning over a new leaf going into 2024 and Mason Marchman appears to have done that as well with his career, especially with Dallas. Yeah. And I'll kind of admit to it too. I kind of gave up on him. I mean, he was my 100%. That's the guy I was focused on at the beginning of this year. That's the guy who I wanted to get better was Mason Marchman. I thought he would do it 100%. No doubt about it. And his start of the season was so awful. I was fully out. I was done. And the, the fact that he came all the way back and is doing so good, especially Obviously, Duchesne's a big part of that. 
But Marshman's ability to finish goals has been so spectacular, and he's shown it all season long, and this is just the best way to finish his year. I mean, to get that hat trick off even the luckiest bounce. I mean, he's just clicking on all cylinders. Everything's working for him. Even the bounces are working for him. Mm-hmm. So to, to, to get that going for him is just an awesome way to end 2023, in my opinion, for him. It's especially with how he started it. He was on that, like, 20 goalless game He was drive. bad. He was he, awful. He was, it was 30. He, he couldn't, I think it was he 30. Couldn't get it, he couldn't get it in the back of the net to save his life. He was hurt for two weeks during that time. And to he, he had a good showing in the playoffs. And then starts the season and it's really slow. He started it very, very slow. It took putting him all the way down on the fourth line in one game for one period for him to finally pick it back up. And he's been rolling since then. Yep. And that whole line has just been dominant. 100%. They've been fantastic. Especially 5-on-5. Exactly. That was what I was going to say. Especially 5-on-5. But the the thing that's been great about them is they haven't just been good offensively, but they've been good defensively. They've been... You could say they've been a better line than the top line. Now, I know they were... Yes, the the top line is, was dominant in the last game, but you know, especially defensively, that top line was it has not been as good this year as they were last year. But they they haven't needed to be because we have all of this depth on the offensive side of the puck. So it's nice to see, uh, you know, yes, Duchesne gets a lot of credit for the revival of Sagan and and Marchment both, but you also have to give the both of those players credit for the fact that. You know, they could have gone out and gotten Duchesne and they just, you know, I'll, I'll just collect my paycheck. But they're, yeah, they're, they're both doing great. Both they're of them. finishing. And they're both. Doing. both of them are finishing so well. They're doing exactly what Duchesne needs and they're getting him apples. I mean, that's what Sega talked about in their little preseason talk that we talked about before the year even started. You know what's going to get Duchesne paid? A lot of apples. And that's what they're giving him a whole ton of apples. He's, he, might lead the, he might lead the team by the end of the year couple of comments over here because we need to talk about him um marchman is playing with discipline he's really good on defense with his reach ardell that's exactly right he has been that's probably been even though we've noticed more of the offensive side and that's what everyone's talking about with uh, mason marchman his defense has gotten better too now he still makes some ill-advised passes in his own zone but the fact is he it, it it's not as bad because he's making it up on the offensive side of the puck but he's still playing better defensively as well so it, it's it's nice to see that from Marchman as well. So it, I mean, we've been saying that for a couple of weeks now that he's been playing with discipline. I feel like that's what's starting it really. It's his it's the attitude that he has defensively. He's getting back as hard as he can, and it may not be the best thing every time. Like we talk about, I mean, he's definitely a defensive liability. That that's that's just his mo. But he's getting back hard and he's trying hard is the bigger thing for me that even more than he's doing the right thing is he's trying as hard as he can defensively. And I think that's, I mean, that's leading into offensive production for him. Obviously he, the hat trick tonight proves it. Him playing better defensively makes him a better player offensively too. He's just been all around just a better player. I'm going to give this next comment to James because James really wanted this to happen tonight. But uh, Mato, oh, Wyatt next, please. <laughs> I, I, I've been saying it for the past two games. Both both games against Chicago, I was just like, where's Wyatt every time we get in the offensive zone? Uh, and even on that last uh, that last Marchment goal, if it doesn't bounce off the defenseman, guess who it bounces off of? 
it bounces off of Wyatt Johnson and goes in. And he's like, still snake bit. He can't, he can't, he can't yeah. get it. And tonight he had like two or three chances on the power play too, right in front of the net. Still can't get it in. But just over and over and over again. It's going to happen. As soon as he gets one, he's going to score like seven. I mean, he is so snake bit. It's, he's stuck on nine. He's it's stuck on nine. Dumb, it's the stupid double digits. <laughs> it's the boogeyman, man. It is the boogeyman. So for me, for Wyatt Johnson, we'll go ahead and bring that up. He's not playing bad. He's not. He's absolutely not playing bad. It's just the fact that sometimes you go through these stretches, you ask Mason Marchman about it, where you just get a bunch of chances and it just seems everything can't go in the net for you. Nothing goes in the net for you. And uh, one of the things that I I think that Johnson's just going to have to do is he's just going to have to crush the net. I mean, he's literally just going to have to go in, get an ugly, dirty, nasty, greasy goal, which is the exact opposite of most of his MO goals because most of his goals are really are off of his wrist shot. He has a great shot. But uh, I think that's just all it's going to take for him to to get one because, I mean, I remember years ago when uh, Jamie Benn was a, a bit snake bit. He actually had one go off of his butt and it, it was, it, he went like 20 games without scoring a goal. He scored his first goal off of his butt. And then after that, he was like a goal per game for the next like six or seven games. So it, I, I think it's just a psychological thing for him. And I think eventually he's going to get over it. And you're right. Once he does get over that hump, the dam is going to burst and he's just going to be scoring maybe a goal per game, maybe, maybe a goal every other game. So we'll see. The, the crazy thing, that... go ahead, James. Sorry. Uh, the crazy thing is he hasn't scored for 16 goals now or 16 games now, and he still has nine goals on the season. That's still amazing. And he's it's just completely dried up. It's gone away. And it's not that his offense has gone away. It's just it it there's been it's not going like and, and it's been like five times that he's been open and the goaltender just reaches all the way across to absolutely rob him. It's not a bad shot either. He gets it above and they rob him with the glove or the blocker. It's he can't catch a break. Yeah. And I think that's true of the whole line, honestly. I mean, Dodonov, we talked about him a lot. Me and James did last night or the other night. He was skating so fast. He looked so good. Dodonov did. And Bennett was kind of the same way tonight. I thought he was skating really hard, forechecking really hard as well. Especially on the for- on the power play, it looked like he was just gripping a stick a little bit too tight. Like he just wanted it so bad. He just doing too much. So I feel like all three of them are kind of on the same page there. Like they're just waiting for one to go in, and as soon as one goes in, they'll get back on. They'll get back on track. That that line had ten shots on goal tonight, and they looked great. And they didn't score. They, they didn't score one goal on, an, on a seven. They're the game. only line. The, the only line that didn't score, and they had a fourth of the shots. And they're just waiting. As soon as they score, it's going to be game over. I mean, they're going to start scoring a bunch. Well, and you forget the fact that out of the three, I think Dodonov has been the best of the three lately. He's been fantastic. I uh, remember he that he had that one game where he got scratched, and we were all a little bit surprised. But then we looked at the lineup, and we were like, okay, that makes some sort of sense why he might have gotten scratched. He wasn't producing offensively. And since then, he's been like a point-every-other-game kind of player, which is exactly kind of what you want from him and his role. And uh, That whole line has been has been good, but... Uh, let's look at the four lines overall because uh, all four lines seem to be clicking really well, which is exactly what you want because that's the strength of this team right now is is the forward depth. But I really, really want to highlight the fourth line. And 
because we we've been talking about it for weeks again. You know, you pull a guy out, Foxa, and you throw a guy in in Delandria, and nothing seems to change with that fourth line. All four guys seem to play really, really well with each other, and it allows you know some of the older guys, which you know it's kind of crazy to think about it, but Foxa is one of the older guys now. And it gives him a little bit of rest, and that will help him later on, uh, hopefully in the playoffs. But, I mean, they have been absolutely excellent, and they get, uh, I think they were in for two of the two of the eight goals tonight or something like that, if, if, I'm, if I'm saying that right. Yeah, I think that's going to be a big deal as we get towards playoffs, proving that we have that extra forward that can slot in and no change happens, like you said, Ryan. Like, that fourth line can consistently be the defensive support that we need on the power on the penalty kill, especially the top three penalty kill in the league. And it can still be a goal threat like we showed tonight. I mean, fantastic. Sam Steele all over the ice tonight. Obviously, he had probably his best game as a Dallas star. But that fourth line, no matter who's in it, any of those four guys can just slide in and out. I think they should cycle more often. I think Delandra should be in there more, honestly. They should just keep cycling who's in there. And it's, they're just great. It's consistent every night. They consistently have defensive pressure, offensive. They have that four check going all the time. They get to the D like they need to, and they get it on net. And they get those deflections like Sam Steele got, or I can't remember if it was Smith Craig who Smith. got that deflection the first. Craig period. Smith ended up getting it. Smith got that first deflection, and then Craig Smith has the disgusting backhand. They have the potential to score, and they definitely have the potential to do that defense that they show every game. Yeah, and what what's nice is like both Steele and Delhi have played up in the lineup before. Like those are players that you can put up on the second and third line, and they can work there, and they have worked there before. Yep. Well, and Smith too. I I, I would argue you could even put Smith up in, uh, maybe not the second line, but he could he could definitely be a fill in on that third line with uh, Ben and Johnston or Ben and Dodonoff or wh- whoever gets hurt out of that line if something happens. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Ryan here. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. For some of the money line odds for the games tomorrow on the 15th, the Flyers and the Hurricanes, the Flyers have a plus 210, the Hurricanes have a minus 258. You can also take a look at the Kraken and the Oilers, two of the bottom feeders of the Pacific. The Kraken at a plus 154, the Edmonton Oilers at a minus 185. And then you've got also the high-flying Canucks against the Islanders. The Canucks are at a minus 155, and the Islanders are at a plus 130. Download the app now and use the code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 
21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. All rights reserved. So... Seriously, I, I just love the effort of the fourth line right now. And they, and especially Sam Steele, you, you got to highlight that guy. That's probably, I know we talked about Matt Duchesne and how great of an addition he was to this team, but Sam Steele is an underrated signing by Jim Nil there. And yep. and what's even crazy to think about is the guy was playing on the top line at points with Minnesota, with Kirill Kaprizov. And he's playing on the fourth line with the Dallas Stars right now. Yep. That, that, that just is done. insane. Yes, exactly, exactly. And th- that just goes to show the center depth that this team has and how cool this how cool this is. Okay, moving on. Uh, I, I want to talk about this too. Uh, Super showed Bernard. <laughs> that's some old man strength. I think that's supposed to be Suter showed Bedard some old man strength. Yes, I thought that was hilarious. That was one of my favorite plays of the night. He's just like, dude, get down. Just stay down for a second. And then, oh, okay, are you okay? Here, come back up. Yeah, Bedard kind of one got of my favorite dominated. moments of the night. These past two games, he was kind of fully shut down. I mean, he had no chances in the past two games. He was fully dominated. And then the only goal from tonight was really from him too. I mean, he's the only reason why that play manifests. And then he makes a great pass across the across the ice. And then we got to get in on this too. Uh, Mato over here, Wedgie number one winner. That's that's his uh, biggest winner for the night. Uh, he was spectacular tonight. Yes. So that was one of the other things I wanted to discuss about uh, the other night. From this game to Friday's game. Friday's game, he wasn't bad. Let's just say that. He was still very good, especially for what uh, he's being asked to do right now. And he's playing like a workhorse. But the thing that was getting away from him, and we got to treat him like a number one goalie right now because he really is. He is our number one goalie right now. Uh, his rebounds... On Friday, his rebound control was not very good. He was giving up way too many rebounds, and that was one of the reasons why that, uh, you know, they they were able to score four goals on him. It wasn't necessarily because he was all that bad. He just, he was making the first stop, and then our defense wasn't able to get there to the second stop. But tonight was very, 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 very different in two aspects. He fixed his rebound control. It was a lot better tonight. He still gave up a couple rebounds, but... When he gave up the rebounds, his defense w- was there. Both the demon and the uh, the forwards were there to kind of mop up uh, the rest. And he, I mean, he bailed out the stars a couple of times tonight. He seriously did. He was he played great tonight. That that's where it was really frustrating for me last game because like I I used to talk about all last season how the stars are so good at not giving teams opportunities in the slot and. Every single goal that Chicago had last night was, was from the slot. The shot, the slot. I mean, and and we see it tonight that they still know how to do that. They they just they need to be conscious about it again and shut down that slot. That's how that's how you beat these uh, less skilled opponents. I mean, you don't give them chances from high danger places. Yeah, and they did that one hundred percent tonight. I mean, they had. Pretty much no changes from the slot. They had the one scoring chance on the power play. Obvious, duh, whatever. We got two pretty stupid goalie interference penalties, but whatever. 
they score on it. But overall, they weren't in the slot pretty much at all when it was five on five, and we shut them out of there pretty much completely. And other than that, Wedgwood was, like you said, Ryan, he was much better on on the uh, rebounds as well. And we don't even need that. I mean, honestly, when Wedgwood is playing, we should be doing better at rebound defense. And I think we did that tonight as well. We kept him out of the slot. Every time there was a rebound, it was cleared immediately and got out of there. The only kind of slip up we had was in the beginning of the second period. And that was more so getting the puck out of our own zone than it was rebound defense, I feel like. It was just we couldn't get we couldn't get out of our own zone. And once we did, we kind of cleared it up. We got the goals. We cleared out of it. And it was just easy sailing from there. Absolutely right. I want to talk about a couple of uh, records uh, that are kind of floating around in my head right now. We'll do our, and I'll ask about your favorite memory of 2023 when it comes to Dallas Stars hockey. Maybe you can come up with one while we're talking a little bit, and then we'll wrap it up with biggest winner and biggest loser because we all got stuff to do before midnight here tonight. So a um, couple of records that we need to discuss. With Wedgwood and Net. The Stars are 7-1-1 one, one in the last nine games, including the game that Wedgwood came in for Otter in and uh, backstopped him to a win. For the New Year's, New Year's Eve record, they're 8-1-1 one, and one in, their, in their last 10 on New Year's Eve, and that goes back 10 years. So that includes the years that the Stars were not very good at all. So it, it, it's crazy to, to consider that uh, New Year's Eve has been very good to the Dallas Stars. So... Uh, what, what, I mean, what is that? Is it something that like, we just play better in front of Wedgwood than Otter? I mean, what's, what's the deal there? And just talk about those records in general. What, what are y'all's thoughts on those? I, I, I really think that uh, some of the record with Wedgwood's a little lucky. That's just how it goes. Sometimes, sometimes you just, the team's just on and they just score all the time. And especially when you know, your n- number one goaltender is hurt. You're you're gonna try to be at the top of your game all the time. I mean, you have to be, and they they really have proved that the last two weeks. They've been on top of everything, not giving up on any game, always trying to come back. They came back like five times just this month. They had nine wins, so half of our wins were comeback wins at this this month. It felt like, and just just never giving up and get, and constantly scoring. I mean, my goodness, what a month for goal scoring. We we yeah. never never stopped. It and also the the other crazy stat that you don't you didn't even point out Ryan is that the Stars are like 12-7 and 2 when the other team scores three or more goals. We are the only team in the league with with a winning record when the other team scores th- three or more goals. The only team. Everyone else is 500 or below. Yeah. And that's obviously not sustainable, I think. I, uh, um, overall, the rest of the year, Razor said in the pregame, the New Year resolution for the Stars should be allow less goals, especially in the first period. That needs to happen. <laughs> I mean, we're obviously allowing too many goals. We are out of the top 10 in goals against average for the first time in probably four or five years, which is kind of crazy. We need to figure that out dial that back in but i do agree with you ryan we have been playing better in front of wedgwood 100 especially when it comes to rebound control we know wedgie gives up rebounds we've been clearing those pretty well we've been clearing the slot pretty well but the overall defense needs to get better as the next calendar year comes across i mean that's 100 true maybe that trade deadline comes across we get an extra guy 
that's obviously something that everybody's looking at as the stars go into this uh, this new calendar year. So, I guess we'll see. Well, and here's the my my most exciting thing to to wrap up all of this 2023, especially this year. We we have been talking about seeing a full 60 minute effort. We have seen glimpses of it, and what's crazy about this team is we haven't seen the best of them yet. And I think they're just starting to beginning to ramp it up. And that makes me ex- extremely excited for 2024. And maybe we'll see another Stanley Cup banner be raised at the American Airlines Center by the end of this season. Fingers crossed. And this team has really got it. And if they can figure out some sort of consistency, man, and keep the goal scoring going, and even maybe sacrifice that for a little bit of bringing the goals against down, this team looks unstoppable in the playoffs. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm just super excited. It's This has been one of the few games where we see both the first and second lines rolling. I mean, they had the Suter goal for the first line, then the Hintz goal, then you had the three goals for Marchment and one from Zagan. Six goals from the top two lines. And two from the fourth line. <laughs> two from the That's fourth crazy. Line. Crazy. Okay. Uh, favorite memory from 2023 that you that you can think of off the top of your head? Mine has got to be, I mean, if you think four, three of the last four times the Stars have been to the playoffs, we have been knocked out of the playoffs by the Stanley Cup champions. Knocked out by the Blues, Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Vegas Golden Knights. Those are three of the last four times we've been knocked out of the playoffs by the Stanley Cup champions. you got to feel like our time is coming. I mean, this team is playing so well. They've been getting more and more consistent in the regular season, more and more consistent in the playoffs. It's coming soon. It feels like like this year or next year is it. It's got to be it. And this year feels especially strong because Pavelski is on the one-year contract. Duchesne's on the one-year contract. Doesn't look like either of them are going to get re-signed. Make it happen is, is all I'm going to say. This year looks so good. <laughs> you got the players. Make it happen. James, favorite memory? Uh, I'm going to go specific memory this year. Uh, Johnston's goal at the end of game seven against the Kraken. Oh. That was sick. Yeah, That, <laughs> that was has to be one. the best yeah. goal. And ends up being the game winner, too. That makes it so much better. Yep. But that, that has to be the best one for me. I think my favorite one has got to be when we uh, – allowed Minnesota to exit from the playoffs. We allowed them after we were done with them. Just the the fallout from that and the amount of trash talking that was going on between Minnesota fan base and us was so much fun because it was so much better because we were the ones that actually won. That's my favorite. That, that's my favorite memory is being able to go on, uh, well, I guess, what it was Twitter at that point, and just going and finding any kind of Minnesota, anything that I could find and going and trash talking them. It was yeah. so much fun. That was, that was the most fun I've had uh, this year and just, and just this year in general. I tweeted that sports tune of Felino crying like four or five times, just every single yes. time that, that series happened. It was great. One of my favorite memes I've ever made was when I made uh, Marcus Foligno the MVP of the uh, of that Minnesota series. I love that. Yes, that, I lo- that was I love that meme. It was the first thing I did as soon as that uh, that game six was over. So, 
Okay, uh, biggest winner, biggest loser from this game? I'm taking it. Biggest winner is Mason Marchment, my boy. I love him. He is my guy. Mason Marchment is my man for this 2023 year. He's the biggest comeback. I mean, you think about where he was at the beginning of 2023. Wasn't scoring anything. I mean, we had all the expectations for him. He wasn't living up to any of them. And to see where he is now, I mean, what a what a flip. What a turn for Mason Marchment. I mean, he's been absolutely fantastic. If he can keep this going, this team is going to be absolutely terrifying going into the rest of the season. He ties his goal total from last season tonight and then surpasses it with the third one. Yep. We're 35 Cream. games in? Yeah. 35 games in. I think that price is worth it. And we counted him out three weeks into the season. We, we said he was we done. Did. And we counted him we out did. fully. And he proves us wrong. Love it. That's my guy right there. My biggest winner tonight, Scott Wedgwood. He made some really big saves when we needed it. One especially goal at away. times, right? Especially at times in the second. It early in the second, there was a little bit of rough, and then a little bit at like the ten minute mark in the second, there was there was that tiny little gap, and then then we got the power play goal to be catched back up. But Wedgewood looked good all night. He wasn't dropping nearly as many pucks right in front in the slot, and we were there for him when he did so. Since y'all took the obvious ones, I'll take a less obvious one. I, my boy, Sam Steele. Uh, he, I mean, he has been excellent in the, the month of December, and he's kept his roster spot. He hasn't been taken out in, I, I can't even remember the last time he got healthy scratched. And, uh, I mean, they're they're at the point where they're taking out Foxa instead of Sam Steele. And that right there says a lot about him as a player how he's done. He gets two goals tonight in this game. Or did he, did he get two goals? He I almost feel stupid did. asking that. He almost did. Okay. He, he got a goal and assist or something like that. Correct. Regardless, yeah. he's playing really well. So he's my biggest winner tonight. Biggest loser. Biggest loser, Car Bedard. 1.2 games. What a trash bag. He sucks. Phenom. Phenom superstar. Bust. What? He's a bust. He's a bust. <laughs> <laughs> he's a point per game and he's 18 years old in a league full of men chris we can't exactly say he's so good say at that. this game i hate it i know i hate it too okay james uh i'm gonna give mine to the rookie defenseman on chicago's side they got a lot of learning to do especially over the past couple of games the amount of passes that went straight through them and it it, it has to be so tough being peter morazic right now like Eight of those, eight or nine, maybe ten of those goals were wide open net goals that he had no chance on at all. <laughs> that second Mason Marchman goal, he bobbled for like a full three seconds in the slot, and no one cared. They just let him do whatever he wanted. That's that's pretty nuts. Well, and that's not just this game, it's Friday's game too. Yeah, like all of Hence's goals were just slam dunks in the back of the net. He didn't have a I mean. Poor Mrazek didn't have a chance. No chance. Um, he's had a good season, too. <laughs> yeah, he's been yeah, pretty he, good. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's my biggest loser, actually, is Peter Mrazek. And not because Stick he's playing bad. He actually has pretty decent stats, considering he's on a rebuilding Chicago Blackhawks team that is one of the worst in the league. I, I, I feel for him. I really feel for him just because he had a rough time in Toronto. He got traded to Chicago. Uh, because he wasn't wanted there anymore. 
And then he turns around and he's playing as good as he is. And he's not getting any help from those rookie defensemen, like James no. said. <laughs> doesn't matter, but okay. Anything else? Happy New Year, everybody. What That's a great right. way to end it. Happy New Year, everybody. And I, I know I say this a lot, but I never thought that three and a half years ago we would be sitting where we are now and people actually listen to what we talk about with the Dallas stars. It, 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 it sincerely like warms my heart to know that there's like a, such a hardcore group of stars fans out there who are just as insane as, uh, the chambers family is about this team. We love this team. We love y'all. And we really appreciate all of the, uh, just all the support that we're getting from you guys. So please continue doing that. Um, before we uh, before we go, I have one little thing I want to show because uh, Dad really wanted me to show this, so we're going to go ahead and do this. But this was a... Oh, I can't find it. Hold on. Oh, waiting. Pause I'm just going to have to share it. I'm just, just going to have to well, share the entire screen. James, let's solve I, I have, It's okay. I have some pictures on my phone. Uh, that's Ryan. Oh. Oh, that, that's oh, okay. Well, oh, it's oh, trippy. Ryan found the picture. <laughs> Look at that. This was from <laughs> New Year's Eve. I think Dad said thirteen years ago. So obviously, there's little Chris right there. There's James over there. There's Casey Cooper, and then uh, the littlest one, Travis. That's crazy to think that that was thirteen years ago. I don't even remember who you, who y'all played in that game, but. Dad wearing his uh, Ribeiro jersey back in the day. Signed by Ribeiro. Oh, that's right. I forgot it was signed by Ribeiro. You're right. So anyways, guys, uh, that's going to do it for us here tonight. Thank you guys for listening. Alongside Chris and James, my name is Ryan. We'll catch you guys on the flip side as James shows a picture of Chris with his hockey stick, which he would sleep with. He would sleep with his hockey stick. I see with that jersey too. I got that jersey in my closet right now. It's about to go in the frame. I promise it is. G G boys. Take it in the next year. <laughs> Bye guys. Happy New Year.